Welcome back to Mastering Metail, a podcast brought to you by Flywheel Digital. You're listening to This Month Above the Fold, a monthly series on the Mastering Metail feed where one of our digital commerce experts covers the most important e-commerce stories each month. And this is your July 2023 recap. I am Emma Irwin, and I'm a senior editor and specialist at Flywheel. And I have Patrick Miller here, co-founder and co-president of Flywheel Digital. Our stories this month cover Prime Day, Walmart Plus Week, and Target Circle Week, as well as Amazon's Q2 earnings. Patrick, how are you doing today? How was your July? <laughs> uh, it's great. Yesterday was my birthday, so I got to do Oh, a happy birthday. Big, yeah, I got to do a big bike ride with some friends, and, uh, and then Amazon delivered great earnings, so it was a good birthday. That is a good birthday. I was reading them last night, and I was like, oh, this is going to be a good one. Yes. All right, so today we're going to cover... The Prime Day, Walmart Plus Week, Target Circle Week in general, and then those earnings. So because it is the end of July and technically it is August now, but we strategically put these two together, we all know what happens in July. That's Prime Day, Walmart, Target doing all of the deal events. And with that, a ton of data as well. So can you give me your take on this year's July sale events? Ruining summer vacations for everybody in the uh, e-commerce industry year after year. But what we saw this year, much better than expected, especially in the EU. The EU very much overperformed. Easier comps, you know, just because of macro environment, energy prices, as well as the war in Ukraine. But they just did great. And so in, in the U.S. still did very strong. And what we saw is that the, you know, sort of brands went deeper than expected, uh, at least than I expected, as far as promo, which then moved more units. I didn't think they were going to go as deep because everybody is not as long on inventory as they were before. But I think brands recognize that Amazon is such a strong driver of growth that they were willing to lean in, invest more in promotion, and then drive that upside, which was, you know, then affirmed with some of the commentary yesterday during the uh, earnings release. And I think everyone focuses on Prime Day, but Walmart and Target are trying. Did you see anything interesting coming out of Walmart or Target? Walmart's efforts around, you know, sort of driving the subscription business tangential to this is super interesting. And how do they create differentiated value for their customers across Walmart? So that's of interest. It's also just a, you know, it is a heightened shopping day. So there is a, there is absolutely a halo effect. And I think both of them have the decision to make of what are their core advantages? Where do they have selection that Amazon doesn't have um, that they can start to pull in? customers based off of the uniqueness of that selection versus just going you know tit for tat with Amazon on the exact same SKUs. And so that differentiation, their unique assets, and, and especially selection, you know, are their sort of core advantages where they can drive growth. And I saw this stat from Numerator that was, I think it's 54% of consumers were price matching across the different retailers. So I think it'll kind of be interesting to look at if maybe consumer behavior shifts in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think with both of them, it's sort of figuring out, like, when is it shipped to home? When is it pick up in store? You know, I personally notice you know, more and more, you know, Walmart um, boxes, you know, in recycling bins. And so, you know, they're reaching different customers than they're going into the store you know, week after week. You know, that said, 90% of Americans go into a Walmart during a given year. So their reach is, you know, unlike any other retailer and, you know, across their 4,800 stores. So a lot of upside for them, both shipped to home, especially as they focus more and more on general merchandise but then also driving to uh, click and collect in the stores. And of course, I have to ask you, what is the most interesting thing that you are have pulled out of Amazon's performance this year? 
I, I think just an observation, the personalization is getting better and better. And to me, Prime Day, is, as well as Cyber 5, is a, you know, our browse-based events. And so customers don't come in looking for something specific. They go in looking around for deals, browsing around, spending time on site. And so that then drives personalization. And so it's a different path to purchase for Amazon to get learnings on sort of how to increase dwell time, as well as how to drive cross-category consumption via personalization. So to me, what's most interesting is sort of like a non-search-based event and seeing how customers, you know, nav around the site, as well as I think a really interesting one that we've leveraged within AMC is looking at, you know, your NTBs during the event. So we see both an increase in the percent of NTBs, as well as, of course, in the absolute number of NTBs. And then the challenge for brands is how do they then hang on to those customers over time? We did one analysis with a brand where we looked at their LTV of the NTBs using 2022 data over the next year. The customers, the deal seekers, they came back again during Cyber 5 and then again, you know, this brand did another event. And so it, the challenge for brands is how do you transition these customers from being just deal seekers to being everyday customers and sort of decrease the cost to serve to retain them? And so I think that's going to be where advertising and retail come together over the next year and leveraging AMC to figure out, you know, what that LTV is of these various cohorts and then maximize uh, the relationship with those customers. LTV of NTB. That is acronym over acronym. <laughs> <laughs> lifetime value of the new to brand customers, yes, right? Exactly. Yep. Just yes. helping anyone out if they heard that and they were like ABC. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of them. There are a lot. But that's my favorite metric right now is is, is LTV of NTB because it, it's a leading indicator to share gains. And so if you and so you, you want to get them and then hang on to them and then figuring out the various cohorts and sort of how they come back and how they repeat, um, not just on an Eastern level, but across a brand portfolio. I think we can get into Amazon's Q2 earnings, which were announced all of about 16 hours ago from the time of this recording. Basic stats that anyone can pull out of the earnings report. Net sales up 11% year over year, $134.4 billion, which is just such a small amount of money, you know. AWS segment sales up 12% year over year. I also saw Russ Derringer from Stratably calling out kind of Amazon's retail segment nearing profitability. But as someone who has studied Amazon for some time, what are your key callouts and anything you've kind of read between the lines of that report? North America retail is, you know, now profitable and bridging over the last few quarters more and more. International still is not quite there yet, but it's absolutely heading in the right direction. To me, what's most interesting is, 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 is the optimization of the network and the idea of moving to a regional network. You know, so they had a 20% reduction in the number of touches, a 19% reduction in miles um, traveled to deliver packages, and a thousand BIP increase in deliveries fulfilled within the region, you know, which is now 76%. So 76% of all orders are going through the regional network as opposed to having to be, you know, shipped across the country. Okay, so this has a twofold impact. Number one, it is then increasing the conversion rate because you then have same day shipping and it's decreasing costs. So costs go down, conversion rate goes up. Like that's an that's a magic trick. And not only does conversion rate go up, but customers then are now browsing a wider array of categories. So think something like cough syrup. So you're not going to like wait a week or two days to get cough syrup. Like you want it right now. And Amazon's ability to then fulfill within hours, you know, or within a day is then leading customers to then expand into different categories, which is really, really good for CPG. 
And so at the same time, because cost to serve is now going down, this then allows brands to then commercialize um, lower ASP ASINs, which then again, increases conversion rate. They called out in the, in the call that they saw, you know, that there is still price sensitivity and that they're seeing some customers trade down while they're shopping, you know, just because of macroeconomic uh, impacts. So that's even actually even more profound because that then tells me that the units are going up as customers are trading down. And if I then compare that to all the CPG earnings this year, the CPGs, you know, tend to be that it's all dollar increases, not unit increases. And so that means that Amazon's taking that much more share and doing it for less money. So absolutely killer quarter, you know, when it comes to uh, retail performance. And what about ads? I tried to find, I looked through the whole earnings report and I was like, I cannot find anything about ads, but <laughs> I know you would know. Yeah. So it continues strong growth, you know, up 22%, doing very, very well. And, and to me, what this shows is, you know, it works. And just, you know, brands continue to see how powerful Amazon is at getting more trucks to show up at their dock and drive their overall business. And so, and that's not just performance advertising, you know, that's also brand building. And so by leveraging things like Amazon Marketing Cloud, everything they're doing around uh, video, they are now allowing brands to see from top of funnel and awareness all the way down to transaction and not just, you know, looking at over a two week period, but looking at over a year period with AMC, this is a profound opportunity for brands and their advertising business and continued growth suggest that this is so performant. And especially as I see like as the ads business grows faster than retail, that tells me that brands are then shifting their dollars, you know, from other advertising platforms to Amazon because it works so well. And oh, by the way, because of then the additional selection and oh, by the way, because of the faster lead times and the higher conversion rates that then drives more back to the advertising. So it's a, it is a very nice flywheel effect across all of uh, Amazon. Gotcha. And then I did see in the earnings, you know, grocery was called out. So I'd love to know your take on grocery. So historically, when people talk about grocery and Amazon, they think fresh and they think of Whole Foods. Those are both true, but their center store is massive. And I think Amazon is starting to talk more about how important center store is, thinking about things like pet, thinking like HPC items, beauty items. All of those are very, very big. And they even called out during the uh, the call that these are big growing businesses and they're working on figuring out ways to decrease the friction. And so what I mean by that is like right now, like they did this project, I think it was called Project Yoda, like, like five or six years ago, where they created these different carts where you get like a fresh cart and a whole foods cart and then a dot-com cart. And at the time it was like a prime pantry cart as well. I remember that. Yeah. It's kind of a dumpster fire. Like from a CX perspective, you go in there and you have like four different carts. You're like, I don't know when, when it's showing up, how it's showing up. And Amazon realizes that they're like, well, that that's kind of a negative CX. So they're now thinking through like, how do they then consolidate those carts into a better CX? And so I can think about like a future where, okay, I go to buy diapers on Amazon. That's already forward deployed within the network. I'm going to get that in a few hours. And then what are the other low ASP items, you know, that I can then add to my cart? And so all of a sudden we actually have basket building. And can you then bridge that to refrigerated or frozen items? I would think so. And to me, like the, the killer app is that if the lead times are so short, the challenge of, you know, sort of refrigeration goes down because it doesn't have to be in a car or a truck for as long. So that then drives additional selection and that drives customers coming back more frequently. And so as they then combine these, you know, sort of the lines between the various verticals, in my mind, will go down. And then you're going to be able to see sort of more and more selection offered to customers, which will then increase frequency of purchases. The way your brain works is just amazing. <laughs> it's fun. Just noticed 
yesterday, like it looks like it's Amazon funded, a bunch of deals of like, you know, buy X, get Y or whatever. And it's all low ASP items. And so that's like, that to me says that they're like, oh, we just need to drive awareness of this. And so, you know, it's like, I think of like the idea of like, when is a customer first discovering these new categories? And then once they discover the category, what happens? And oftentimes within CPG, you know, they start figuring out that, oh, like I can get like a box of tissues. This is pretty nice. And or one thing, a hand soap. And it's, you know, it's a great experience. And then they keep coming back, you know, more and more as opposed to like traditional core.com grocery and CPG, which is almost more like a club trip. You know, the ASP could be close to 20, 30 bucks, large pack sizes. And so, you know, if I go and buy a $30 bag of lollipops, like it's going to take my kids a while to eat all that. So I don't think about it a whole lot versus if I'm buying one single unit of hand soap, well, we burn through that really quickly. And so now I'm like creating an operational cadence that I'm going in there more frequently and shopping it and helping drive that business. I'm going to combine the last two questions. I know you hate predictions. And I feel like August is kind of a slow month in the world of retail, which I feel like back that's to not school. that fun. Uh-uh, back to school. That's ramping up. I forgot. I don't have kids and I'm not yeah, in school yeah, yeah. anymore. Yeah, so right, it's right. like, <laughs> okay, sorry. Sorry, retail world. But I am going to have you go off of these earnings. How do you think this sets Amazon up for Q4, which is still asking about the future? I think number one, you know, it's going to be a big CPG back half and that will continue to do really well. If I'm a brand, I would take a new look at what selection do I have? What do the unit economics look like? And can I increase my selection because now the unit economics are more favorable to lower ASP items, which will then drive more and more top line. So it's like, if I'm a brand, that's certainly where I would focus. And then I also think their commentary around AWS was interesting in the sense that they basically said, AWS is still growing, you know, really well, but their large customers have pulled back, you know, spending because of the macro environment, but they've onboarded a ton of new customers. And my guess is these newer customers are probably going to be smaller. And so these are just green shoots that are going to sort of pop up over the next six months, assuming that we have a soft landing and the economy continues marching on towards growth. So I think AWS is setting up very, very well. And then lastly, to me, what I look for in, in the advertising is, is more focused on upper funnel driving a awareness, especially for, you know, small and mid-sized brands. And so, you know, not everybody can afford right now to go on Thursday night football, but how does Amazon think about innovation around video that could be opened up to all brands? And I expect to see some interesting announcements from them at Unboxed uh, this year. Got it. And that's it for this month's e-commerce news. Tune in next month for our August recap and be sure to share this episode if you enjoyed it. I'm Emma Irwin, and I'll see you next time. Like what you're hearing? If you'd be interested in partnering with Flywheel to grow your e-commerce business, we have an offer for a potential audit of your catalog on Amazon, Walmart, or Target from the Flywheel team. They are always curious to dive into media strategies and content optimizations, so reach out today by emailing us at audit at flywheeldigital.com. That's audit at flywheeldigital.com.